Anyway, I'm going to get to Donald Trump. Mr. President, thank you for having us. Thank you. Last week, you were in New York for this arraignment. The world watched it. You've not given an interview since. You were there, I think, 57 minutes. Tell us from your perspective what that was like. Well, it was a horrible thing because I did nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong. You look at even the pundits and the legal analysis, Greg Jarrett, all of these really talented people, they're saying he didn't do anything wrong. So that's number one. Number two, they were incredible. When I went to the courthouse, which is also a prison in a sense, they signed me in. Wow. My man has been reading Foucault. Okay. The courthouse, it's like a prison. Many people say the school is like a prison. But you know what's the real prison? Prison. And I'll tell you, people were crying. People that work there, professionally work there, that have no problems putting in murderers and they see everybody. It's tough, tough place. And they were crying. They were actually crying. They said, I'm sorry. Uh, they'd say 2024, sir, 2024. Those people are phenomenal. Those are your police. Those are the people that work at the courthouse. They're unbelievable people. Many of them were in tears or close to it. Many apologists were sorry, sir. We're sorry. They had to have me do certain things. They said, sir, I can't believe I have to ask you. I can't even believe that I have to ask you to do it. You could see. So in one sense, it was beautiful because they get it. And in another sense, you know, it's nasty. I went to the Wharton School of Finance. They didn't teach me about that. That wasn't they, like they didn't about the no, arraignment that part. They, that wasn't, that wasn't, we didn't have a class on arraignment. <laughs> He's so back. Ron DeSantis doesn't have like a fraction, an ounce of the charisma that he demonstrates in this interview, okay? He's literally bullying someone who he knows in private has talked about him while simultaneously having a lot of Clippable moments. He's back. I wonder if Trump knows Tucker shit talked him. <laughs> Are you kidding me, dude? Come on, come on. Of course he knows, dude. He's a he's the most narcissistic, thin-skinned motherfucker on the planet. Of course he knows. It's a sad day in many ways, and in many days ways it was a beautiful day because the people understand. I didn't know this was happening. I'm about to get a platform ban for showing you cuckold porn, okay? This is literally big blonde bull fucks the cuckold on camera, okay? Remember when I said, I wonder what could be more humiliating for Sneeko now that he got like eviscerated by Charlie on the timeline? This is it. If Sneeko somehow successfully launched a right-wing grift for himself, got to like an incredibly prominent position, became one of the most powerful pundits in the country, okay? And then got cucked on national television like this, I would say that would probably be the only rope that he could shoot that's even fucking going to be more embarrassing more humiliating than the one that moist critical gave him what they're doing is weaponizing the system and there's never been anything like it and it's all disinformation you see the other day uh afghanistan one of the worst things i've ever seen i think the most embarrassing moment that this country's ever had frankly the way we got out not the getting out we had to get out it was ridiculous to be there and i had that so good so tight so tough I spoke to the leader, Abdul. I said, Abdul, if you do anything, you're going to get hit really hard. Literally, I even, he said, but sir, why, why? He goes, why, oh, why do you send me a picture of my house? I said, you'll have to figure that one out, Abdul. I love the Abdul, I sent him a photo of his house. That's like, I mean, that's, that's another great one, straight up. I'll admit it. That's a great one. He's saying he fucking threatened the was, fucking uh, leader I, of the Taliban. I said, I want every nail. I want every screw. I want the tents. They said, sir, the tents are very hard to take out. I said, I want the tents. I want the tanks. I want the planes. I want everything. And a couple of them fought me on it. I said, I don't care. I want the tents. 
<laughs> That's so awesome. I said, let me ask you, we have a plane that costs $100 million. It's sitting there. All it needs is a tank of gas. We'll fly it to Pakistan or any place else, or we'll fly it directly home. You say it's cheaper to leave a $100 million plane? Sure, I think overall it's cheaper. These are idiots we're dealing with. I think it was the single most embarrassing day in the history of our country. It was totally their fault. They didn't go by anything because, you know, we had a system of getting out. But if the Taliban, in particular the Taliban, because that's where the action was, right? I, I, when I called Abdul, the press went crazy. The fake news went crazy. Why did he call an enemy? I said, well, it's Jesse James. I used to ask him, why did he rob banks? He said, that's where the money is. Why did I call the head of the Taliban? Because that's where the killing was. And he's there now, Abdul. I'm sure he likes me. Call me Your Excellency. I don't know if he calls Biden Your Excellency. <laughs> Bro, only Trump can get away with saying that the leader of the fucking Taliban loves me. And then everyone will look at that and go, oh, hell yeah, brother. Like, I love that. You're so right. That's a good thing. I love that. They're one of the largest, I think, second arms dealers. Brand new helicopters, brand new airplanes, brand new tanks. First of all, that's not true, but no, he's not wrong. They are a pretty fucking, no, they're a pretty massive arms dealer now. Not an arms dealer, but like they do have a lot of fucking weapons and they do have a lot of like used Humvees and shit like that. I think they have like, like a pretty massive, pretty sizable fleet now. You want to know why? Because we're the largest arms dealer and we brought them there. The point is, America is so powerful and so large of an arms dealer that it literally doesn't matter. Our trash being left behind makes that country immediately become like the, not the second, but like a competitive fucking arms dealer. Our trash and alone is, is enough for nations to be like, we have one of the most powerful fleets of armored personnel carriers on the planet now. 21 years was enough. I wanted out. We shouldn't have been there in the first place. When I see what happens, when I see the level of stupidity, and because of that, it's all a big web. Because of that, I think Putin, who would have never gone into Ukraine when I was there, would have never. I talked to him about it often. Wait, what? Did he just say he talks to Putin often about invading Ukraine? What the fuck? I could see that he loved it. He considers it to be a part of Russia. I too often level cities into the fucking ground when I love it a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I am by no means a NATSEC Ukrainian flag in the bio liberal, right? But holy fuck, dude. That is a wild, absolutely wild take. Putin loved it. He loved Ukraine. He wanted to liberate it. <laughs> he literally just admitted to telling Putin to wait to invade until he was no longer president. This guy's insane. No, first of all, none of those things happened, chatter. Hello, he's lying. It's just funny that he's lying in that direction, which... You're right. That is the implication of what he's basically saying, which is weird because like he's lying. He could have said anything, but he chose to say that. It's like very odd. If you're going to lie, just lie about anything else. He's just like, no, Putin, he said he loved Ukraine. I told him don't invade yet. No, no, no. Believe me, I, I will stop you. He said it's very hard for us to deal. Don't you think? I said very hard because we have a fake investigation that turned out to be a fake for two years. It went on and we could have done very well with Russia. They have great minerals. They have great things that we want. We could have and they need the money and they need other things they made up a problem with russia that didn't exist now they've all admitted it didn't exist it was just on to the next one they said to me the other day who's the biggest problem sir is it china could it be russia could it be north korea no i said the biggest problem is from within it's these sick radical people Ooh, that's a good line within. god damn that's such a good line dude i mean i say that about the republican party like and so does noam chomsky to be fair 
it's a bit of a plagiarization from Noam Chomsky, but like the Republican Party is the greatest burden for American prosperity. They have done unimaginable harm to the United States of America. They've done unimaginable harm globally as a force of terror, but especially when it comes to domestic issues, like the Republican Party is like Osama bin Laden will never amount. Like his toll will be nothing in comparison to the Republican Party's advocacy towards American evisceration, okay? Straight up, the fuck are you saying? Osama bin Laden did 9-11. Let's not even talk about who funded him, who backed him originally, what those motivations were, who allowed him to fucking operate in the region for as long as he did. Let's forget all of that, okay? What we did after 9-11 was more damaging to American existence. If the American government literally said, you know what, we're not gonna do shit, okay? The past is in the pass who gives a fuck obviously that would be insane i'm not even advocating for that but if they had said that instead of do a six seven eight trillion dollar war on terror that only made the world less safe as a consequence of the destabilization in the middle east while actively fighting the very same people that we had armed that we still arm to this fucking day the world globally would be a better place literally america would be a better place america would be a more safe place i forget about such things are you scared did you just not hear do you not have the mental fortitude to understand the argument that I'm making. What America did to Americans and to the rest of the world after 9-11 was worse than 9-11. This is a sentiment that I stand by. I have literally written articles on this. You can Google it if you want, Huffington Post, Hassan Piker. 9-11 was bad. What America did afterwards was worse. There you go. Never forget, 9-11 was awful. What we did after was worse. That was the OG 9-11 take that I had. I'm talking about post 9-11 universe in a selfish American perspective here, okay? I have a lot worse things to say, but this argument literally just pertains to American citizens and how America was eviscerated by post 9-11 legislation. I told him you can't go into Taiwan. If you do, we're gonna have problems. Other than that, we're gonna be great relationship. We're gonna have a great relationship. And he said to me when I said, we're gonna do something if he goes in, no, 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 you wouldn't do it. I'll do that, I swear I'll do that. And he didn't believe me, but he believed me 10%. The same thing with Putin. I said I was gonna do something really nasty if he goes into Ukraine. He said, no, no, you're not gonna do that. I said, I will. And he didn't believe me either, but he believed me 10%. And the 10%, you never heard talk about going into Ukraine. You never heard talk about going into Taiwan until I was no longer there. He's right, what a mess. Do you think Biden will stay in the race? Look, I, I watch him just like you do. And I think it's, almost inappropriate for me to say it. I don't see how it's possible. And it's not an age thing. You know, they like to say, I have friends that are 88, 89, 92. Bernie Marcus, Home Depot is 95. God damn, he's old, bro. You think I'm old? I know even older people. But there's something wrong. I saw his answer today on television about whether or not he was gonna run to a very nice guy named Al Roker. When I mean, you can't get a softer question than that. That was a long answer. <sighs> Talking about the eggs and the this and that. Look, I don't think he can. Doesn't seem like he's capable of running again. Who does run? Well, obviously the one that they uh, would talk about would be the vice president, Kamala. Uh, that would be the one that they talk about. I don't think she's performed well. You have a very ambitious guy in California, but he's done a terrible job with the state. I used to get along great with him, you know, when I was president. I had along, you know, got along really good, Gavin. Well, but you got along with Gavin Newsom? I did. I really did. He was always very nice to me. So Gruesome, they're calling him. I said, hey, listen, you know, you and my son, they, you got similar tastes. Kimberly Guilfoyle, what a piece of ass. He would say things like he's doing a great job. 
Oh, he was very about nice. you. About me. That's why I could never hit him because he was so nice to me. It's just laying in wait, right? But I could. What? Wait, what the fuck was that? It's just laying in wait, right? What? What just happened? Did you just have a fucking aneurysm? What's happening? Laying in wait. The dirt is laying and lying in wait. <laughs> God. God, I love him. Just a fucking goat, dude. He was very nice to me. And relatively speaking, some of them weren't. We did a good job for the governors. They talk about him. They talk about some others. I just don't see Biden doing it from a physical or a mental standpoint. Yes. I don't see it. It's been a crazy period of time in the world of politics, but he's surrounded by people. You know, they expected Bernie to win. Now, Bernie's older than Biden, you know, whether you like him or not, he's sharp. I watched him being interviewed the other day. He's 100% sharp. He hasn't lost much, if anything. Oh, I saw this yesterday. When my neurotypical, neuroatypical ass has to campaign in early primary states, it's so good. Why are his hands under the fucking desk, Ron? Huh, Ronnie? Are you worried you'll never defeat the eats with his hands like a baby allegations? Huh? Pull those three fingies out. Let's see what you do with that fucking extra meat pepperoni meat lover's pizza pie, huh? Little Rhonda eating a meatball sandwich. I said, don't do it. Don't call him meatball, Ron. I said, believe me, I don't call him that. Everyone else is calling him, though. Many people are calling a meatball run. It's stuck. It's stuck, folks. What the fuck are you talking about, Hassan? Why are you so angry that I'm making a joke about how Trump could attack Ron DeSantis by bringing up all the things that Trump has, like, loosely associated Ron DeSantis with? Why is that so frustrating for you? Like, maybe you just didn't get it because you're unfamiliar with all the things that has happened in the Ron DeSantis-Trump from Lovers to Fighters arc. You know what I mean? Or like, why are you so mad? Why do you have to be mad? Russia, Russia hooks was made up by crooked Hillary Clinton, Adam Schiff... The DNC, the Democrat Party. Unfortunately, uh, Bill Barr didn't have the courage to do what he should have done. He should have done. He was so afraid of being impeached. So I have to do it civilly. I just have to sue people. The Justice Department should have done, because these are criminals. So you have all of these millions and millions of pages, and they get you on a non-disclosure agreement? I mean, big numbers, billions and billions <clears throat> of dollars, right? The non-disclosure agreement was perfect. No one has ever done a non-disclosure agreement that is as perfect. The perfect phone call. It's a perfect non-disclosure agreement. He's the GOAT. A friend of mine who's a big business guy said, you have to be the most honest guy in the world because with all of those numbers that you have and those big numbers, they don't have anything. So, but just to bottom line it, they, I mean, the purpose of this is to keep you out of the presidential race. If I weren't running or if I had bad poll numbers, let's say. Right. If they want to run against somebody, they're going to go the opposite. Is there anything they could throw at you legally that would convince you to drop out of the race? If you get convicted no. in this case in New York, no, I'd never drop, drop out? out. No, I'd never drop. It's not my thing. I wouldn't do it. You said at the time when you were president that going to war with Russia, either hot war or cold war, would drive Russia into an alliance with China. I did. That would displace us as the most powerful nation. I did. But we have a bigger problem. The bigger problem is the weaponry. The weaponry today is so powerful. This isn't like Second World War where we have army tanks running around shooting each other. This is weapons the likes of which the world has never seen before. They have them and we have them. And China has them less, but within five years, China will have equal to us. China, I'm talking about nuclear. Russia and us are comparable. Massive power, massive. If you look at Hiroshima, Hiroshima, as some people yep. call it. If you look at 
Hiroshima, Hiroshima, some people call it. Dude, he's the fucking goat. You look at those two events took place many, many years ago. I multiply that power times 500. That's what you're talking about. When I listen to people talk about global warming, that the ocean will rise in the next 300 years by one eighth of an inch. And they talk about this is our problem. Our big problem is nuclear warming when nobody even talks about it. And all it takes is one madman and you're going to have a problem the likes of which the world has never seen. But can I just ask, though, the, the Biden people know the power of nuclear weapons. They now control our arsenal. They don't seem worried about this. That's because they don't understand life. They don't understand what <laughs> it is that you have to understand. You know, it's very interesting. At the very beginning, Biden was very afraid of nuclear because I watched him and he was, oh, they have nuclear weapons, oh, they, which was exactly the wrong signal to send. You don't do that. You don't want to act that way. But he was very f afraid of nuclear. I said, you got to be a little bit cooler than that. But what happened is now that nobody talks about it. I love the implication here that like Biden originally didn't speak enough about nuclear weapons and now he's not speaking at all about nuclear weapons and not taking it seriously. Like, you didn't even need to say that because like no one really knows or understands like no one has really thought a lot about like biden's use of nuclear warnings and whatnot so you could have just like went with a one-sided argument and instead he made the argument from both sides like he literally said he never talked about nuclear weapons and now it's it's bad that he's talking about nuclear weapons and not taking it seriously uh, which one is it this was something you don't mention which he, also he's simultaneously saying he will use just the right amount of nuclear conversations to i guess avoid catastrophe i call it the n-word oh the two n-words you don't mention either one of them the nuclear word you don't mention because the power is so destructive i met with professors at mit and i had these people come down they were very smart very expert and i said so they're very smart very expert I'm sorry, bro. At this point, I mean, I love him. He's so funny. He's so content. But, like, he's not even trying to, like, genuinely say words. They're very smart, very expert. Like, what the fuck does that mean? You're just saying words, man. What's the point of mentioning a racist slur? I don't get it. Oh, he loves saying that because he knows it's clippable. What do you mean? Calling the N-word nuclear, he's doing it on purpose. Like, he's doing it so that people go, what the fuck? Why'd you say that? He called out both N-words, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. He's also woke. I'm sorry, Sweaty. He is woke. He says you shouldn't say it. You shouldn't say either of them. Now, Putin's mentioning it all the time. You've heard him say it. We are a nuclear power. He said not so long ago. I said, that's the first time I've heard a major country. You know, you do hear it talked about, and... I did a good job. I did a great job with North Korea. Kim Jong-un, you went with me on a trip. You insulted him, which didn't, didn't, Sorry. Make my, didn't make my life too easy, but that's okay. You were there, one of the few. It had to be one of the most incredible experiences for you. For sure. But it was amazing. Uh, yeah, you loved it, didn't you? Remember when I brought you with me? Remember? Yeah, you loved it, didn't you, you, you little bitch? We love it down with folks. We love it. We love it. Started rough, remember, with, you know, Rocket Man, Little Rocket Man. And he said, I have a button on my desk, a red button. I said, I have a red button on my desk, too. Mine's bigger and mine works. Yours doesn't. And this went on for a couple of months. And then all of a sudden, the log jam was broken and he wanted to meet. And we did meet. And we get along great. To this day, we get along great. He won't talk to Biden. He won't even talk to these people. 
He has no respect for him. He's a man. He'd like, if he respects you, he respects you. He wouldn't talk to Obama. Obama tried to get meetings with him. He wouldn't meet with him. He met with me. I met with him twice. I would have had a deal worked out with him. He's got tremendous nuclear capability. It's the single biggest problem. Maybe this show's more important than even I thought it might be because somebody's got to understand what has to happen and they have to de-escalate. So how would you do that now? Now, so you have a problem. You got this crazy world is blowing up and the United States has absolutely no say. And Macron, who's a friend of mine, is over with China, kissing his ass, okay, in China. I said, France is now going to China. Take a look at Saudi Arabia. Look at what happened. They're great people. They wanted to help us. He goes over and gets a fist pump. You know what a fist pump means? Don't shake my hand because your hand's dirty. That's what a fist pump is. They got it. They were so insulted. Do you understand that? Yes. Oh, I don't want to shake your hand. Let's go fist pump. Subscribe to so much content. Dude, I'm not even scared. It's an action game. It's an action game. People are dumb. Oh god, he looks so scary. Ah! Ah! How do I run away? I'm doing a uh, civil asset forfeiture here. Oh! oh where am I my hat? Where am I my hat? Where am I my hat? Where am I my hat?